Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio of Southern California at 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 Hawaii. I am in Las Vegas this week, weekend. Uh, amazing event here at Circa and... Uh, but want to bring in my co-host here, G. Hey, Wiley, Armani Bucket. G. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I want to know more about this, this Circa Vegas event. Jolly. Um, I want to, I want to be out there. In it's Vegas. a little bit like a preview for Super Bowl Radio Row. A lot of radio stations from around the country are descending upon Las Vegas, descending upon uh, Circa in particular. But before we get into that, Armani Buckets, how are you? Always a bittersweet day when it's 824 Mamba Day, Kobe. Rest in peace. Uh, thinking about Kobe today. Um, yeah, I actually had a question for you, Arash, as well. But um, let me know if this is the right time to pose the question because it's a hot topic right now. Yeah, pose it. In terms of the statue that's going up, as Vanessa Bryant confirmed, a year from today, do you have a particular Kobe moment that you would like to see? Because I have one that I am adamant that it should be the statue, but I want to hear what you say. So there were two that I liked, um, and I actually told Kobe this, and, I, and, I, and I'm looking for the audio clip, because I, I posed the question to Kobe himself. I said, you will get a statue one day. What, wh- what would you want? And he said, that's not up to me. I've done all the work. It's up to you guys to, to decide which what moment. Uh, there's, there's, there's two. There's the one with his finger up in the air after he gets taken out of the game in Toronto. Uh, 81 points. Uh, just an iconic game, obviously. And then the other that I uh, always think about is his two arms extended to his left and his right on the score stable after he beats the Boston Celtics um, in Game 7. The two of his iconic moments regardless, but I love that both of them happen inside of Staples Center. And for the purposes of this conversation, I'm going to call it Staples Center. Uh, so those are the two. For me, the second one is a great one. I was thinking of the one, I it was against the Phoenix Suns when he hits the buzzer beater after the jump ball, yeah. and he does the jersey to the uh, side. That's a great one. Iconic moment. Now, that team was a seven seed, so I don't know if that plays a factor. It didn't, you know, it wasn't a championship moment, but in terms of Kobe's individual brilliance, that might have been the pinnacle of it right there. So for me, that was the one that I would like to see, but obviously who makes that call? Is it genie? Is it the organization? I think it's a joint thing, but I mean, there's no doubt that Vanessa will have a massive say in what that moment is. And then it's, it, and I've done a story on this husband and wife duo. Uh, there is a, and I think that they may actually be based in Chicago. I have to double check, but they've done the majority of those statues. So they will, um, they will, 
this will be a joint effort. I think Jeannie may have her thoughts in a moment, but she will certainly defer to Vanessa and the Bryant family. Uh, they'll probably have a list of four, five, six, perhaps more moments. But I think you're right. I mean, I think, I think when you're looking at that, there are, are these certain moments, whether it's following a championship. You know, the, so the big question was, and they were playing a little... Um, a little hard and fast with me. So, you know, there was a story that came out that on uh, 8-24-24, the Lakers were going to unveil a Kobe and Gigi statue. And I contacted the Lakers. I contacted Crypto.com Arena. And I said, listen, like, where is this report coming from? Is this true? They, they, they said it's absolutely not true. It will not be a Kobe and Gigi statue. It will not be on a... 24 24 that's that's false and you can report that it's false and i said well okay that's fine but when is he going to get a statue you know and what what i didn't like is that they basically said that they had not decided yet i'm pretty sure this date always made the most sense you know to a 24 um the big thing that it had to be was it had to be during the course of the season so the the original report of it being the summer never made sense because it's hard to get people together. You know, you, you generally would like it to be during the season where, you know, the, the team is there, like Le- Le- LeBron's there and Anthony Davis and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, from what I, you know, we don't know what the statue will look like, you know, from what I've been told is that this will be a Kobe specific statue. I do think that there's a lot of talk about um, at some point somewhere, and I don't know where that is, but a, a Kobe and Gigi statue would make sense. But, you know, when you look at Star Plaza, uh, you know, those are statues of those players and it's iconic moments. And, you know, when, when, when you look at Kobe's career, you know, it was a 20 year hall of fame career one of the top 10 players of all time and so you want to give him his shine um and and when it makes sense i guess you know like i I think he would be amazing at some kind of a park or 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 somewhere to have a kobe and Gigi bryant's statue but um you know he deserves his own statue right next to um Shaq and Magic and Kareem and Jerry West and things like that. So that, that'll be a very emotional moment. Um, but gee, remember we talked to Andy Bernstein about it, and I think he had picked the scores table one, the one uh, following Game 7 against the Celtics. Um, like off the top of your head, is there is there a, a moment mean, that comes to mind? There is one particular moment. I do love the, uh, you know, standing on top of the scores table and you know, ripping open his jersey um, one. But my iconic moment, I think, would be when he's sitting down in this oversized jacket and he's hugging the trophy. Mm. I think oh, that's, that's a me, great one. Yeah. Oh, that says it all. It's just, it's like this silent moment by himself. Yeah. That he's just kind of taking everything in. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a good, you know, statue <laughs> for him. You know, but, um, you, but you guys- I, I think that's an iconic moment. You guys bring up a great point. I mean, you know, generally these statues are, they, 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 they look amazing, but they're not maybe necessarily like iconic yeah. moments or pictures. So, uh, you know, I, as many as Kobe has had it, and I think it'd be great if, if, if they chose one of those. Um, listen, I, I, I agree with you, Jihei. I, I think that's one of the most iconic pictures of Kobe's career in the kind of the shower with the jacket and his moment. 
uh, you know, that's not going to be the statue. It's kind of like with Michael Jordan. I mean, obviously, Jordan, there was no question it was going to be like the Jumpman kind of a logo. But when you think about iconic moments of Jordan's career, it's 1991 in the visiting locker room at the Forum in Los Angeles after his first championship and his father's there with them. So, um, yeah, I mean, very curious to see, you know, what that statue will look like. By the way, you know, we, we touched on this, you know, be great to have a Kobe Gigi statue somewhere. I mean, we're talking about a man in Kobe Bryant who has two jerseys retired. So not that they would be next to each other, but I could totally imagine, you know, a, a Kobe statue in Star Plaza. And then maybe, yeah, listen, a Kobe Gigi stat- statue somewhere else. Um, that would, that would be incredible. Let's, um, let me kind of like bring you guys some update on that. So, I mean, obviously that an- that announcement comes today on 8-24. By the way, it's amazing that Kobe Bryant's birthday is right before his kind of day. You got Kobe Day, which is 8-24, his two numbers, and then his birthday was 8-23. Okay, so on um, February 8th to 8-24, uh, again, Gigi wore the number two. Kobe's two numbers were 8-24. and 24. Fans can forever pay tribute to beloved Lakers legend and five-time champion Kobe Bryant, the Los Angeles Lakers and Vanessa Bryant announced today that they will unveil a Kobe Bryant bronze statue at Star Plaza outside of Crypto.com Arena on February 8th prior to the Lakers home game that evening. Again, that, that that's always a, a big part of it, guys. You know, when, when I heard the first report that the unveiling would happen during the summer, it, that, that's why that did not make sense. If you look at all the unveiling of the statues, they generally take place before a game so this that 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 timing makes sense um don't want to read too much into it but yes i've been told that this will be a kobe specific statue even in the press release that i just read it is uh it says kobe and not Gigi. um read you quick uh quote from vanessa bryant as you know kobe played his entire 20-year nba career as a los angeles lakers and vanessa bryant since arriving in the city and joining the lakers organization he felt at home here playing in the City of Angels on behalf of the Lakers, my daughters, and me. I am so honored that right in the center of Los Angeles, in front of the place known as the house that Kobe built, as awesome, uh, we are going to unveil his statue so that his legacy can be celebrated forever. Um, so following his retirement, Kobe participated in the initial planning of the anticipated statue to come at Star Plaza. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, because when I when I again pose the question, and I'm going to find the sound bite, and I'm going to play it for you guys, uh, perhaps on the show tomorrow. Um, you know, he said that that's up to you guys. But listen, I, I think generally speaking, we knew he was going to get a statue, and we knew the Lakers were going to say, "Hey, like, what do you think? What moment do you want?" And so we'll see what they chose. But that is very interesting. That following his retirement, they're saying Kobe participated in the initial planning of the anticipated statute to come at Star Plaza. This is the first in a series of physical tributes to honor his legacy. So that, that's another telling thing, first in a series. So I, I, I think maybe at some point we, we, we can expect uh, a Kobe Gigi statue. Uh, Bryant will be the seventh Laker to be commemorated with a statue joining uh, Elgin Baylor, Shaquille O'Neal, Abdul Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Jerry West, and Chick Hearn. The statue was created by renowned sculptor Julie. Um, I don't want to mispronounce it, but th- this is the same person. Uh, this is the same um, 
person that has done a lot of the other statues. Um, I'll just kind of continue on real quick here, guys. Uh, this is from Genie Buzz. Kobe was one of the most extraordinary athletes of all time and one of the most iconic individuals in the history of Los Angeles. Said Genie Buzz, there is no better place for Kobe to be honored with a statue than here at the center of our city where everyone can celebrate him and be inspired by his greatness. Um, so again, they're, they're going to release more information on the February 8th ceremony. No doubt about it that a bunch of uh, former Lakers will be there. Um, but yeah, listen, uh, the you know, tickets to attend this, uh, this event on February 8th, as well as the Lakers season, uh, they will announce that later. But guys, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, this will be a moment to honor Kobe. And so I think there's a delicate balance there. And I'll let you chime in, Jihei, that, like, you want to do things um, to honor Kobe and Gigi, but this is a Kobe Bryant statue. I mean, absolutely, especially when it's right outside of Staples Center. I mean, it is the house that Kobe built. Yeah. As much as I am a Clipper fan and I was not a Kobe Bryant fan growing up, and I just... It, it, you can't deny it. It's the same as you can't deny it. When people try to talk about, well, the Clippers can take over LA, I'm like, you're nuts. It's going to be a Laker town regardless. You know, it's going to be a Kobe town regardless because he spent him like magic, spent his entire career with the Lakers. So um, they're always going to be looked at um, in a particular light, in a particular view. And Kobe deserved that. He deserved yeah. that. He deserves that for his loyalty. He deserves that for what he brought to the Lakers, the championships that he brought to the Lakers. There's no denying it. Um, as much as I want to still root on my Clippers, I, you know, he just, he he exemplifies what uh, Laker Nation is. So he, he definitely deserves that. I mean, I think he deserved it a while ago, to be honest with you. Um, but well, you know, uh, so, better late than never. Yeah, I mean, so you know, he, he got his jersey retired so quickly, and again, they, they basically had. I mean, I've never seen a player celebrated during their final game like Kobe was. I mean, they. I mean, I've covered Game Seven of the Finals. I mean, they've they've they went all out for his last game. They retired both of his jerseys. Um, uh, prior to his passing, I, I don't know exactly what the uh, timeline was for his. Uh, his statue. This, this, this um, date makes sense, though. The date one hundred percent makes sense. So I'm glad that they're doing it. Um, and listen, it, it it it's just sort of like one more thing that I think fans, when they go to games, I mean, they, you know, you kind of take a picture next to Chikern's statue, Kareem's Magic. I mean, that that Kobe statue is going to be so cool. So looking forward to seeing what it looks like. Um, but again, as I mentioned before, I am here at uh, Circa this weekend. I'll, I'll be here today and tomorrow. By the way, if you are in Las Vegas, you can swing by the Radio Row setup that they have here. A lot of radio stations from around the country are here. By the way, GHD announced plans. I don't know if you saw this. For Las Vegas, Radio Row will be at the Mandalay Bay. So the, the, the Mandalay Bay will be the media center and the home of Radio Row for the Super Bowl. Man, yeah, that's so far. It's so far down the strip. Well, Allegiant Stadium is <laughs> right across the, the uh, bridge. So that's where uh, it's all centrally located. Uh, Allegiant Stadium will be uh, the home of the big press conference, big final Super Bowl Monday night. So, uh, um, and then you, you cross that bridge right over to Mandalay Bay, and that'll be the NFL experience. 
in Radio Rome and all that good stuff. Um, all right, so I'm here at Circa this week, and we've kind of been talking about this for a little while here. Uh, Circa Million, this is the fifth year they're uh, doing it, by the way, in Circa Survivor. There are $14 million in guaranteed prizes, uh, which is just incredible. Like, there's, you know, when they, they first started these contests, the Westgate Superbook had these super contests, and it was a big prize. But, you know, $14 million is incredible. There is no rake. So if entries go above the guarantee, all extra money will go to the prize pool. That's the big one. That's why uh, they, Circa, needs as many um, entries as possible. Um, so they began to open the, the entries May 25th after, after the schedule came out. And the entries will close September 9th at 2 p.m. You must register in person. This is why they began doing these contests, by the way, that they really wanted people to come into the casinos and into these sports books. So you have to physically, you must register yourself in person at Circa Sportsbook in Nevada. Um, and then weekly picks can be made through a proxy. So that's the other interesting service. A side business was created with these super contests and certainly with the rise of, of Circa Million and Circa Survivor, where you have to physically come in to register but you can hire a proxy to make your weekly uh picks um and then really quickly here uh circa million five that'll be six million in guaranteed prizes one thousand dollars per entry and then circa million that is eight million in guaranteed prizes uh one thousand dollars per um entry um so ga Listen, a lot of a lot of folks are getting ready for this season. Have you ever been a part of a survivor pool? Yes, I am in one every single year, ah, <laughs> and I and I never win. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Um, not knock on wood. Um, actually, I lied. I have been in a survivor pool where I actually did a March Madness survivor pool. That was the hardest one I think I've ever had to do because you have to pick every single day. Of, um, of March Madness. So um, obviously in the very beginning of the uh, round of 32, and then you pick, you know, the next day. So you basically pick that Thursday, that Friday, that Saturday, that Sunday. Um, and then, then finally, if you make it to the Sweet 16, then it gets a little easier from there. But um, it, it, yes, I am. Um, I'm in a survivor pool for uh, work. I'm in a survivor pool for, um, for this. I'm also in a survivor pool for another um, group of buddies um, that I'm in as well, but the big one's the work one. So that one's the the big money one that I really I really want to win that one. That one I'd be able to uh, pay for a down payment on a house. So <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. It's massive. I'll tell you guys later what the what the uh, payout is, but oh. it's a lot of money. Look, look at look at me. I'm um I'm like asking Jihei if she's ever played it. She's like, yeah, I can, <laughs> like I'm, like I'm in five right now, bro. Like, what are you talking about? I'm a degenerate gambler. Like, <laughs> it's it's so funny that you say that though because I've gotten people asking me like, oh, well, are you doing fantasy this year? I'm like, bro, I'm in two, three is my yeah. cap. I'm like, I can't do more than three fantasies, so don't ask. <laughs> like, I'm already in so two. Funny. I think I'm good after that. So, um, yeah. guys, we're going to close out by mentioning we gave Brandon Deutsch the day off, and I thought I was rewarding Brandon by saying, go cover the Angels. This is a team that he grew up uh, cheering for, and now he's become a reporter 
Uh, what an absolute nightmarish day at the ballpark yesterday. Not only do they lose the doubleheader, get swept in the series, six games below 500. Mike Trout goes back to the injured list. Shohei Otani is out, um, will not pitch again this season. And, and, and we're, we're still not 100% sure uh, what his status is. I mean, if he has to get Tommy John surgery going into this big free agency period for him, I mean, just an absolute dreadful, dreadful day in the ballpark. Really quick, Garmani buckets. I mean, I, I don't want to put them in the cursed franchise category because they have won a World Series. But when you have two transcendent talents like this, and A, this is their, this will be close. I don't know if this is their ninth or their, I think this may be like their ninth season of not making it to the postseason. It, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Your heart, first of all, goes out to Shohei and yep. Angels fans because, I mean, what a devastating blow for Shohei. My question is, amongst all this unfortunate news, does that potentially help the Angels in retaining Shohei? No. Now, obviously, we don't we don't have any inside information yet, but maybe Shohei now is going to view free agency differently. I'm trying to be optimistic for Angels fans' sakes, but... Yeah, it's hard to be optimistic. I, I wouldn't say cursed, but definitely spiraling towards that word, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point because, I mean, at the very least, this may affect how other teams view Shohei. Um, and again, Shohei may say, listen, I, I just want to rehab. I want to get healthy. Like, I like it here. But yeah, I mean, when, if, if this is true, if he has to have Tommy, Tommy John surgery, it certainly affects how other teams view him. I don't know if there's going to be a line out the door of teams giving him the contract that we thought he would get. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by uh, the Sporting Tribune's Grand Mona. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports Guest Hotline. And again, not just going out to the hotline, I'm actually in Circa where Grant will be in uh, the not too distant <laughs> future. The Sporting Tribune's Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? Doing good. Uh, you know, kind of a dreary day yesterday in terms of baseball, but I know, um, I know uh, we're going to move past this. I know Brandon, <laughs> there's a reason why Brandon is not on the show today. He's kind of grieving right now. So yeah, kind of a tough day. 
we uh, just mentioned that you know how uh you know he went out there he covered two games what a great moment for him grew up a big fan of the team has been covering them this season and grant i mean you really couldn't have a worse i mean it was a double header loss they got swept there's six games uh below 500 and then mike trout goes back to the injured list which isn't even the story when you think about what's happening in shohei otani done pitching for the season could be worse than that but in a context, I mean, again, by the way, this is a bit, I mean, I don't even have to tell you what a massive summer, sorry, free agency period. I mean, how does that affect things? So first, what have you heard about Shohei? I mean, like, 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 like if this is worst case scenario, lay this out. Yes. Yeah, so worst case scenario is he has to get Tommy John once again. Um, that puts him out for all of next year in terms of pitching. Now he still can hit if he gets the surgery right now and he has time to recover because Bryce Harper did something like that recently where he had Tommy John surgery and he came back with, I'd say around like May um, of this year. So, you know, that that's still a possibility. Worst case scenario is Tommy John. He's already had one of them. Um, he had it back in 2018. So it's been five years since his first Tommy John surgery. As a pitcher that throws as hard as Shohei does and now as electric as he is, a second Tommy John surgery is kind of devastating. We saw it with Jacob deGrom not too you know, yeah. far away from, from right now, earlier in the year. Um, you know, we're still seeing how that's going to progress. But for Shohei, I think that the, the context is, is that you know, he's going into the biggest free agency period maybe in, of all time in baseball, right? I mean, the, this is unprecedented territory for a guy that we thought would be a $600 million guy, maybe one of the highest paid baseball players in MLB history. And now you kind of have, you know, teams I'm sure are now going to be cautious, even the Dodgers. I know they, they've been saving up their money to do this, but now you kind of got to be cautious because you're not getting a pitcher for the first year of that contract, right? Yeah. And that's if he gets the Tommy John surgery. Obviously, they're looking at other opinions and seeing, you know, what the best option yeah. is because obviously you want to avoid the Tommy John surgery as, as much as possible. Um, so that's why he's seeking other opinions from other doctors because you can't avoid it. Um, but in terms of the, the contract landscape, he was, you know, like I said, set to get one of the highest paid contracts. Now you probably have to tack off, you know, take off about 200, 250 million off of that, which is an insane amount of money that you tack off because now you're, you know, we don't know for the longevity of his career if this is going to affect how he pitches in the future. And if you're signing a guy to a 10 year deal, if you're signing a guy to a 300 and 350 plus million dollar deal you want to ensure that you're getting the most out of your money and you're going to want to ensure that his arm is okay and he's right to pitch as a starting pitcher in my honest opinion i think that look just get the surgery take your time um they're not going to make the playoffs this year the angels i know that shohei otani is such a competitor mm -hmm. that he went out after game one knowing that he had a torn ucl and still played in that game too um for him i would just say get the surgery uh you know rehab don't pitch. I, I don't know where he goes, but uh, I, I just think that the best option for him is to just rehab as soon as possible. You're not going anywhere. Um, it's just it's such a tough situation, not just for the contracts and Angels fans, but for baseball. Base, yeah. This is a, a horrible day for baseball. Not only does Otani go on the I, he's not going to go on the IL, but not only does he get hurt, Mike Trout goes back on the IL with a with a sore hand. So you have two of the Angels' top players just. 
in another spot where it's I compare it to the Clippers. I, I really do. I hate to say this, but it, I compare it to the Clippers where you get two guys that are generational talents and both get hurt at the wrong time. And I just feel for Angels fans like I have all year, and it's just at its lowest point right now. Grant, do you foresee a scenario where they, I mean, he is so great at both, obviously, as a hitter and as a pitcher. Is there a scenario you think where, um, where they basically say, hey, listen, you know, your, your pitching is affecting your longevity. Um, and I, I know just, just watching him play and really the gift that he gave to baseball fans over the last three years doing something we've never, we've never seen before. Is, this, is there a scenario where uh, a team says, hey, listen, at some point you're going to have to, and again, if you pick, you're probably going to hit, right? So can you foresee that happening at some point? Yeah, yeah, I, I can foresee. I think the best thing I was I was going to get to is I think the best thing for him is to be either become a reliever or become a closer. Because we saw that in you know for the Japanese team in the World Baseball Classic, he was their closer. And that like, yeah. he struck out Mike Trout to close the game. Elect, he could just let it loose for an inning. He, he still hit that game. So I think the best case for his health going forward. And look, that doesn't diminish his value either. If, yeah. if he comes out and says... I, I'm going to be a closer and a hitter. Imagine having a back-end arm like that at the back <laughs> end of your bullpen and then having a guy that can hit 300 with 40 home runs. That is still very valuable. So yeah. I think that's the best case for for him. Um, but in terms of you know how people view it, I, I don't know. If it, the competitor to him is probably going to make him want to start more, but I just don't think that's the best for his long-term health just because he has to do so much on the offensive end already, and he's already had two uh, UCL injuries. So I think the best case for him is to just either limit the innings, don't pitch at all, or in my opinion, the best thing is just become a closer because he can still be that electric value that you can get both sides of the baseball. Uh, Grant, big moment today. The Lakers do announce that Kobe Bryant will get his statue two eight twenty four. Perfect, perfect. date there. Um, listen, we were kind of talking about it in the first segment, just having some fun and thinking of all these iconic mom- Kobe moments. Is there a moment that you think should be d- depicted in the statue? Again, we don't know what the statue will look like yet, but you know, from him. You know, dropping uh, uh, 81 points against uh, Toronto, beating the Celtics in the finals. So many iconic moments. Is there one in particular that you think should be a statue? Uh, yeah, I do. I think the mic drop at the end of his last game should be a statue. Oh, right. <laughs> that would be pretty cool where he's just like, kind of kissing and then going like this and, and dropping the mic. I think that would be pretty cool. But in terms of like, uh, in terms of maybe on the court stuff, because they're probably not going to put that, I'd say probably after he hit that shot in 2006 against the Suns where he ripped his jersey and he just let out this primal scream. So Armani Buckets had that same moment. Very cool. Yeah, I think that is probably the, the one to do because it just shows his emotion it shows how much of a competitor he is how invigorated he was by that moment um you know there's it's like like you said there's so many things you can point to um maybe him holding up the five after they won their fi- his fifth championship against the celtics in 2010 um but yeah i think i think those three would be i mean that would probably be the best statue of all time um but oh, that date God. that you said two eight twenty four, how perfect is yeah. that date um i'm so glad they chose that one yeah it's a Gigi's number two mm-hmm. and the date in 24 obviously were kobe's number um you know grant we give your clippers some grief every now and again i, I mm-hmm. do have to give them credit that uh, they've they, they've 
really done a, a great job in the community and, and now uh they announced that they're going out to hawaii to have a, a preseason game a game that was not scheduled however pre-pandemic they did have a training camp and a preseason game there uh they will be going back to honolulu going back to hawaii uh proceeds or i forgot what exactly the number is but like 100 percent of what they make off that game will mm-hmm. go to the relief uh fund um, by the way, we're we're uh, I, I am already trying to get out there for that game. Again, we are on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, which is the home of the Clippers yeah. in Hawaii. Great. I mean, you know, just add, I, I do want to say that the Clippers always have done a good job within the community, and them going out there to Hawaii, another fantastic job there. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the Clippers, you know, even with the building of this new stadium, they are creating plenty of opportunities for. Um, lower income families they're providing housing uh steve balmer has made that commitment to the city of inglewood already um you know they have the the two basketball courts free to use the community basketball courts that are going to be there at intuit dome so they're making it basically like a basketball center for for the community and that just kind of you know speaks volumes to what steve balmer kind of wants to bring to this clippers organization it's a community feel right it's not just about the organization it's just not just about the team it's about the people that root for the team in the city and i think you see this for you know them going to hawaii i mean this is just such an amazing movement for them obviously all of our hearts go out to the people of maui and and what they're going through i i just can't even understand uh, what they're going through right now um and and for the clippers to do something like this where all of the proceeds go to that you know sometimes teams just throw a half or 75 percent or 30 they're you know steve balmer is the kind of guy that loves to give back to the community and we've seen that throughout the years but this just this is something special like you said they've been there before they've been to hawaii and they had a good showing um so it, it should be a fun event i think we'll say that it should be pretty cool to see the players out there in hawaii and basketball nba in hawaii i think that's really cool um so you're, you you know it, it's in two ways you're you're giving back to the community and you're also bringing the nba to hawaii too which is pretty cool i do love that and, and i really hope more pro sports teams um really go out there again you know the pro bowl is not there um and again I, I don't even know what the pro bowl has become but the, the league should go back there and and do things the lakers for many years as you remember would have events there in training camp in uh preseason games uh grant the uh, you know because we're, we're not going to talk to you tomorrow the usc trojans open up the season on saturday against san jose state week Zero, our favorite, the Russell Westbrook <laughs> week in the in college basketball. Um, your thoughts on really this season? I, I think uh, Brandon has hit on this. I mean, where it's college football playoff or bust. I mean, they they re, they were one win away, in, you know, one loss to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game from being there a year ago. Uh, when you look at who they've they've brought back and who they've brought in, and God bless the transfer portal because you really can't improve <laughs> a defense very quickly. Uh, your thoughts on this team? Yeah, yeah, you know, Brandon's hit it on the head, and you have too. It's it's college football playoff or bust. And you know, Caleb Williams came out <laughs> this week and said that, well, I don't know if uh, I'll be entering the NFL draft, and I don't think that's true. I think no. that he's entering the NFL draft. I think it's like a ninety nine point nine percent certainty. Um, but in terms of this. this 
this team, um, yeah, they, they have what it takes. Here's the thing. They had what it takes last year, and there were still flaws last year on that defense. Like I said before, um, they got turnovers, but they didn't get stops. Yeah. So when you add to a defense that can get turnovers, and now you add guys that can probably get stops, um, it makes it a pretty formidable team. And, you know, usually USC starts out a little bit slow. Like Brandon said, I don't expect them to absolutely clobber San Jose State. I think they're still going to be working through some things, um, especially in, in, in what they call week zero. It's kind of like preseason, obviously. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of use these first few games as preseason. There's a few games, you know, at the end of the season, they play Washington. That's going to be for all the marbles, in my opinion. Um, they're going to have to beat Utah again. Utah's still going to be good. Um, this isn't going to be an easy path for them. Obviously, like every year, they, they play some of the top teams out of conference, too. So um, I, I expect them to probably have one loss. I expect them to be in the college football playoff. But, um, you know, anything can happen. I think the health of Caleb Williams kind of dictates everything because we saw when Caleb Williams got hurt, and, you know, towards the end of the year, it kind of derailed the whole offense, right? You need to have Caleb Williams healthy. And if he's healthy, he can make another run at a Heisman. Imagine him having two Heismans going into the draft. That would be unbelievable. I know it doesn't happen a lot, but that's the kind of talent this guy is. So, um, you know, things are clicking. Things are rolling. I think they're going to be okay. I think that um, the, the experience they had from last year is really going to help them. This team, especially you know, with Lincoln Riley in his first year and all the stuff that happened with Caleb Williams, how electric that offense was. They're going to take a lot of experience about being in those big games and using it for this year, which I, I think is going to be really crucial for them. Yeah. Um, Grant, a, it's great to finally talk to you. I know it's been a Yeah, good, was, to, good <laughs> to hear you, G. I know. It's, it's great to hear your voice. Um, I wanted to switch back over to the Clippers because we are the only ones that really talk about yeah. them. <laughs> or want to talk about them on the show. Um, and I just wanted to uh, kind of get your opinion on what's going on with James Harden um, and his possible um, coming over, to, wanting to at least come over to the Clippers, um, what you think about this? I mean, this might be a redundant question. Maybe you've already answered this before. Um, but then also I want to hear about your his public comments, your thoughts on his public comments about yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, James Harden for me, I, I here's the way I see it playing out, and I think this is what it's headed towards. I think that it's going to head towards him going to training camp, kind of like what we saw in 2020-2021 where he went into tra uh, training camp with the Rockets and just did not perform. He didn't play that well for the first part of the season. He didn't give the effort. He was overweight. He didn't come into training camp in shape. I think we're going to maybe see something like that this year as well. I hate to say it, um, especially for Philly fans. For the Clippers, I just think that they're being more stingy this time around. You know, a lot of the times a star wants to come to a team and you're just like, okay, here's everything. Here, take everything like they did with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They just said, pushed all the chips. Let's go get it. Now they're kind of seeing like, okay, with this new CBA, we can't really spend a lot of money. We kind of got to just, you know, tail it back a little bit. We're not going to give away a guy like Terrence Mann to go get James Harden, who's not been that great of a playoff performer. I hate to say it. He hasn't been that good of a defender. Sure, he's a great regular season player. But in terms of the Clippers, I'd rather keep a guy like Terrence Mann, who's a connector, who can play defense, who's improved every year. He's proven to be good in the playoffs, which is where they want to be good. Um, I understand why they turned down a deal, because the, the Sixers were asking for a first-round pick in return. First of all, the Clippers don't have any first-round picks, so that was never going to happen. Um, and second of all, 
you keep the assets you have, Norm Powell, Terrence Mann. I mean, you got to get rid of Marcus Morris somehow. <laughs> he was going to be included in that deal. Um, but keeping guys like Norman Powell and Terrence Mann really, I think, is the good move. It's the right move. When you have depth, you just need health. And they haven't had it so far. And, you know, like we've gone back and forth many times, the Lakers got health last year and they made an excellent run to the Western Conference Finals. That could happen. You could always bank on the could, what could happen. Because when you put together a roster as good as they have right now and you added uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., um, so... You know, when you put together a roster as good as this, you're going to kind of want to bank on health, especially in the last year of deals with the top two stars. Um, and with a full season of Russell Westbrook, a full season of, of Mason Plumley, you can kind of point to things and say, OK, well, if everything comes together, we could be there. So even without James Harden, I think they're OK. They're going to be fine. Um, will they be a contender? We'll wait and see, because this, this is a new season with a new in-season in tournament and all that stuff. So um, it remains to be seen. But I think their decision right now to stay put and not give everything for James Harden, who's not really in the right mindset right now, as we can kind of see. I think it's the right move right now. Um, last preseason game before we get into the real uh, things, you uh, the Rams head out to Denver to play the Broncos. You really have your, your pulse on a, a lot of times what these fans are talking about, and it seems like the Rams fans are kind of split here. Whether it's like, hey, like like if these guys stay healthy, if if, if Stafford's healthy and Cubs healthy and Donald's healthy and our starters stay healthy, maybe we could surprise some people. And then you have like a, a another segment of the fan base that's saying, hey, we, we finally have our first round pick for the first time in forever. I mean, the last time that they picked first was with Jared Goff. Uh, and you, you, you like you mentioned, you have a transcendent quarterback in Caleb Williams. Um, where do you land there? Again, I mean, it's so disheartening to want to tank before the first game of the season, but I think a lot of fans are thinking, like, we're not going to win the whole thing. So instead of being like a 500 team or around there, let's really do it right and get Caleb in here. Yeah, this is a this is one of the weirdest like training camps I've seen in terms of of what fans think because it's not just fans that think this. It's the people at the betting line. The betting lines have them at eight and a half, I think, still, which is like uh, they could be good or they could be not. They could not yeah, be good. like I, yeah. you know. So even they, if Vegas doesn't know, then then you have a real problem. But in terms of the fans, I think it is split. Like you said, there are some fans that are just saying, "Look, we suck on defense. Why not just go tank, sit everybody, and go get K." Williams, who's a generational talent. And then you have other fans who are like, wait a minute, we have some core pieces that we may be able to build around and maybe, you know, win nine, ten games and get into the playoffs for next year. And I think Les Sneed is the, is the kind of guy that won't tank. He's not the kind of guy that's just going to put everything down and say, oh, we're not going to compete. They want to compete, and I think they will. I think they're going to try to compete, and, and for next year, he, Les Snead has said this, we are putting all of our chips in for next year. We're going to keep this core, see what we have in terms of what we drafted, and then go for it next year because um, they have some talent to get to that 9-win, 10-win threshold. That's all. That's probably the highest, um, but in terms of, of of winning this year, they're not going to win a Super Bowl, but they're probably going to going to be you know decent enough to say, okay, we have our core, and then next year we can add to that. So I think that's where they stand. Yeah, because you know this this team just from a talent standpoint, and if they stay healthy, a huge if I know, but if they are, are healthy, they kind of remind me of Sean McVay's first team, first team here mm -hmm. again, no expectation, no one thought they were going to even make the playoffs, won the division, got to the playoffs, so. 
We'll see how they do. Sean McVay will not tank. However, right. it, it may not be up to him. If we get to the season and Cup goes down or Stafford goes down or any number of guys go down, that could be it for them. Um, Grant, you're the best. Uh, you are covering the the only good team in baseball in Los Angeles. <laughs> so I uh, feel for our good friend, Brandon. But um, yes. all right. Um, have a good weekend. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.